jocks in the pool That is not cool, I need the tools Take me to school, feet first Into this league, me first That cannot be, under the underdog Monica G Feeling a whole lot better suddenly I get in with it, win it again You're one and two in the bag and I'm going for three That is the beat down, got her the best So I keep now, y'all tread in water for weeks Now, now I'm the shark so I eat Now, look, I am not sorry I understood the pun from which I started And never getting these drafts is cathartic, so Dynasty underdog bite down Up at the day and the night now Easy as flying a kite now Come take a look at it right now Dynasty underdog bite down Up at the day and the night now Easy as flying a kite now Come take a look at it right now Everyone, welcome to episode 29 of Dynasty Underdog. I'm your host, Jerry Dawkins. Join with me as always, other guys from Any Given Pod, Billy Beeman and Josh Goldberg. How are you guys doing? Good, man. How are you? Bro, it's my turn to say good first. I don't know what your problem ahead. is. Have you not realized yet, Josh? You're no. right. We go. No, 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 no. You're right. Come on. You restart the intro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go around the room. Billy, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. I'm absolutely great. First weekend without football was okay. Yeah, you got any withdrawals? Yeah, dude. I was tweaking a little bit. My fiance was asking <laughs> what's going on. I was shaking. I had the jitters. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like slurping down beers, just hoping that I can get some kind of the feeling back. But no. <laughs> How about you, Josh? Just this stuff around here and jonesing for football. Wish there were some kind of sports on. Been watching a lot of rugby lately. Not that I really understand it. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, he'd be like, "I'm in a rugby startup." And, uh... <laughs> Even <laughs> a 12-team rugby league. <laughs> what? I, I, yeah. I'm sure a few people we know are probably in them too. So he's like, he's like, I'm not. He's like, I'm not positive on the scoring system yet, but I'm getting there. Uh, I actually told I told Josh I said that we're gonna have. Um, I, I need to reach out to Lewis, but I really do want to have Lewis on any given pod to just discuss like the general basics of rugby. That'd be sweet. I feel like it'd be a fun pod. So yeah, oh, yeah we'll do that sure. at some point. I wonder how many times he's going to say cunt. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I hope I hope multiple. It's it's really it's really one of the benefits of having friends from uh, Australia. They they use the word cunt in a beautiful beautiful accent. They really do. <laughs> All right, so we get into some news and nonsense. There's not a whole lot going on as we don't have any football going on anymore. So there's less to talk about until we hit, you know, free agency and you know those big trades come in and stuff like that. None of that really happened this week. This is like the Seventh or eighth time there's been a report, you know, Team X is in the lead to get Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz is still an Eagle, so we'll let you know when it happens. But I mean, they've got it. They got it. They got a decent offer from the Colts, and they won't take it. They got like two thirds and a fourth or something, like. But they want two what? Two seconds. Sorry, two seconds and a fourth. You can get more for Wentz, I think. You do you really think so? Coming off that year, I mean, I mean it's a bad year, but I I think that that season that almost mvp season is stuck in everybody's mind about what he can do and i think now everybody is thinking that it's the situation not him that it's you know he had a falling out with with the ownership and the in the coach and that is just time for a change of scenery true the only thing i would say is you're still picking up that contract so maybe there's some of that baked into the deal but you would think you'd at least be able to get a first back, right? For a guy who's I, of course I can't. See, I'm not saying he's going to go for a couple firsts and and a player or anything. That's not going to happen. But I think you can get a first, like a late first back for him. I mean, two seconds isn't terrible, but like there's got to be something else in there too, a player or something. I agree, but he's still an eagle, which is good for me as a Cowboys fan. And what? Do you um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And what do you mean not a bunch of news? Like, oh, Jason you got you got Sanders, more. Jason Sanders got signed to a major contract. The Dolphins kicker, five years, oh. $22 million. Like Highest paid uh, kicker in the league? Come on, man. How did I miss that? <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Man. Hashtag so, kickers matter. It's so uh, funny, yeah. Uh, no no kickers in the dynasty community, so we can move on. Sorry. Yeah, yeah very little. Um, this is a kind of a big one. Uh, Vincent Jackson. I mean, if you've watched football at all over the last you know decade or so, you know – who he is he died i think 38 years old right something yeah, like that young guy so uh just kind of want to say r.i.p pulled up some season uh career stats on him 9,000 yards 9,080 yards 57 touchdowns and two-time pro bowl selection so yeah i, I remember him a lot with philip rivers and uh, uh on the chargers when they were in san diego yeah he was great he was, he was really fun to watch man um really sad to hear 
we don't really know much about it about the about his passing um we just don't know we don't we know, just don't know. Yeah. no but yeah, i mean it, it yeah. wasn't like he was killed or anything like that yeah the point, no. right like it was in a car was, wreck or anything like yeah, that yeah no no it wasn't shot nothing like that so um yeah terrible news i'm sure we'll find more out about it in the coming weeks hug your loved ones tell them you love them so he was 38 dude i'm gonna be 36 in a couple months so that's is that for real yeah, yeah. really Wow, dude. Oh, thanks. Yeah. You look you, really you know, young. Dude, dude I would have, yeah, <laughs> you look like you're 25. Like, oh, appreciate that. Uh, so, no, that's crazy. Wow. But it, it must hit differently when you're, when you're that close to somebody's age like that. Yeah, man. Past. But, you know, these guys, these, these guys are different, though. They like the, the sport they play, the beating on their body they take. You have no idea what it could have been. It could have been something from that, concussions, or who knows. Yeah. We, we discussed it on any given pod tonight. So make sure all of you guys tune into that to get a little more details on what happened. Absolutely. Professional. I love it. I love it. Yeah, man. I haven't got to listen to your latest episode yet. Cause it drops so late. Usually I hit you guys on the weekend. So Ooh. it's all good. Ooh, little dick right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just it, saying. Was. it was late. That's true. I, I will take the L on that. I'll be listening to it in the morning though. Fortunately right, for so- you, you'll get like back to back episodes. Bam, bam. Love it. Love it. <laughs> All right. So here's the topic. We actually talked about it on Dynasty Underdog last week a little bit. At least we shot the idea around it. Uh, it's, it's a fun topic to ask. So is Superflex the best fix for quarterback scoring? As you know, in the one QB leagues, quarterbacks are, there's, they're not really worth a whole ton, right? They're, they could be interchangeable, you know, any, any, QB 15, 14, 13, it's kind of like all the same, right? There's, there's not that premium on them. So some people have said that maybe the super flex adding to be able to start two of them is kind of a fix to make that position more valuable. You know, the most valuable position on an NFL roster, make it more valuable on your fantasy roster. And uh, I think it's fine, but uh, I think you have some more creative ideas. Um, that you were talking about earlier, so. Sure, I mean, there's a couple things about this. First of all, adding the super flex position is really a band-aid as just about anybody um, will tell you. And that's because, you know, what it does really is it, it increases the QB's value to, you know, astronomical levels that no other position can really match uh, because you have to start, you know, two QBs, they become, you know, and, there's so few of them, right? Once you can, once you have to start two QBs on a 12, uh, in a 12 team league, they just become uber valuable. And really to the point where, you know, like you're saying the QB 15 to 20 has way more value than it should in any given trade or, or any, or any draft or anything like that. Right. Because they're all the same, like Teddy Bridgewater is not that valuable, but somebody needs him to start him because, you know, he gets 15 to 20 points or, you know, more than that, but on average it's, you got to start a QB. So really it's just a bandaid, but there, there's definitely creative ways out there to fix this. And I, you know, I wanted to talk about it on here because one thing that, that I found is nobody seems to want to fix it. Nobody wants to take the time and change their league settings to actually make the QB position not only valuable, but like match what, the actual skill level of the QBs, right, in the NFL versus okay. fantasy, okay? Because what, what what are we talking about here? The QB 15, 16, 17, whatever, the ones who are really not that good are actually still valuable and super flex. And that's not necessarily what we want, right? You don't, you're not, we weren't just trying to make it so that like all, you have to roster all the QBs. We're making it so that the, the QB position is just as important as any other position, right? So I'm not the first person to come up with this idea. I just think that it's not being tossed around the community enough and, and enough people are picking up on it. Um, no league I am in has fixed the QB scoring, not a single one. And I'm in it with a bunch of, bunch of smart commissioners, bunch of smart people. It's just work. Um, so just really quick, I want to dive into a couple, like just a couple things that you can, um, that you can do to the, to the scoring settings to kind of change this and, and maybe take steps to like making it actually, actually fixing the QBs because, uh, the QB position in your league. Love it. So any, any thoughts before I move on? Cause I'm talking a lot. I know. Yeah, I think we should create a dynasty underdog league and you should create the scoring for it. Oh, oh wow. that's so good. And that, that kind of leads into something later. So actually that's a great idea, Josh. We'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. Um, let me just hit on some of the scoring details and we can talk right about that. 
So um, I did some research. I'm not taking all the credit for this. I actually read a, a couple articles from, you know, DLF and uh, a number of different resources um, out there that, that have talked about this a little bit. And, uh, you know, one of the main ones, like I said, is Scott Fish. And, and one of the things that Scott Fish did uh, notably is increase the amount of that interceptions uh, negatively impact the quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Right. So what they so what what they've done is increase the the touchdowns to six instead of four, and the interceptions to four instead of two. Right. Okay. So mm-hmm. you're so any quarterback who's throwing a lot of interceptions is very negatively impacted. Right. Anyone who's who's safer, who's smarter with the ball, is is going to be rewarded. Obviously, in that scenario. Okay. So that's that's like the basic part of it. That's one thing you can do is and is adding um, is really making the negative things interceptions more negatively impact the quarterbacks. The other thing that that they've done is kind of you you really have to add more metrics and more factors. Yeah, other factors at the quarterback position, right? So one of those things is sack yardage. We talked about this last week a little bit, right? Uriah really yes. pointed out how Russell Wilson something he's had an issue with is sacks, right? He's complaining about them, but that's something that he can fix. It's, it's, it's something that he has created for himself. He's run, he, you know, quarterbacks create more time for themselves or try to create more times, create more time and create a play and you get sacked. Right. Yep. So it's being smarter with the ball. So one thing you can do is add that in as a factor uh, for the QB is to negatively impact them just like interceptions. Okay. And um, so, I mean, those are two of the main things, but then you can even get crazier with it. Uh, one thing that I found was average yards per completion. So you could basically do um, really, you can do six, tu- six points per touchdown, four points per interception with the yards per uh, completion and sack yardage mixed in really is, is what it gets to. And what it does is it really uh, boosts up the quarterbacks who are, actually good in the league right who are safe with the ball who um who aren't just checking the ball down right because that's why you're Mm -hmm. doing average yards per completion so it's not just a guy who's like ryan Tannehill back in the day who just checks down every play and he has a really good completion percentage right that's why we're not looking at completion percentage so what it does is it boosts the top tier quarterbacks and it really really negatively impacts like qb 12 to 24 okay so so what you end up doing there (laughs) is uh is, is actually making it so that your fantasy league and the QBs and how they, and how they're scoring is a lot more in sync with what the QBs are doing in real life on the field. And as we talk about as much as we can, we obviously want this game to mirror what we're seeing on the football field and what we're seeing in real life. And that's all this is trying to do. And it does take some thinking and, and, you know, digging into, but I, I encourage anybody to look into it. It's not that hard and it makes a lot of sense. And, um, and platforms like MFL, my fantasy league support it. So why not try it? I love it. I love it. Fuck me. I just talked way too much. No, no, it's good. It's really good. No, uh, you, you made really good points. And I think that's what it is, is that uh, doing it how we've been doing it forever is easy. It's simpler, right? You give a guy a point for every 25 yards, take a point away for an interception, give him four for a touchdown, and that's it. There's a whole hell of a lot more that goes into being a good quarterback than that one of the things that we've talked about again, like just kind of regurgitating what you just said, but yeah, taking sacks that's on a quarterback. That's hundred percent his fault. I mean, there's a time where a guy's on him in like half a second and there's nothing he can do, but still that's the rare occasion. Right. Right. Um, fumbles. I know that I do a little, I track this. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I track this, uh, stats for quarterbacks every year is where I include rushing touchdowns and, uh, all fumbles. And I, instead of having like a touchdown to interception ratio, it comes to a, ratio that I think is more fair for quarterbacks. So I know that in most uh, fantasy scoring, uh, they'll lose points for fumbles lost, but that's fluky. I've looked at it multiple uh, quarterbacks. One year you had like Jared Goff, he fumbled 14 times, but his team recovered it like 11, right? Another quarterback fumbled 14 times and his team only recovered it four times, right? So that's not really fair. I think uh, quarterbacks should lose points for every single fumble because that's that's a turnover in my opinion right yeah who, who recovers it? it's just a fluke it's a it's a fucking coin toss absolutely I mean, some of yeah it could be anybody it could be the running back it could be the lineman you never know it just bounces to him you know teams are trained to deal with that but you know if a quarterback fumbles the ball it's 100 his fault and he should get penalized for it regardless who recovers it so 
I think that's something else that should be added into it. That's a great point. Uh, just to just to expand on a little bit about what I just talked about, uh, I just want to kind of clarify some of what we're using there. So with the yards per completion, what that's doing is it's giving them a certain amount of points, like say, you know, 0 0.2, 0 0.3, 0 0.4 points for every 10th of a yard over 11 yards per completion, and then subtract 0 0.2 or 3 for every 10th below. So it's really like, and this is, you know, somebody worked out how many yards per completion it should be, right? They worked it out to 11. So every, every 10th over 11, you get points for every, you know, uh, 10th under it goes down. So it's that, that's how that's calculated just to clarify. And with the, um, the points per sack yard. So I think it's like, it's a certain negative percentage per, um, sack yardage, like a negative run or something like that. Right. So it's, it's fairly like easy to understand. These aren't crazy things, but they really impact the way, you know, the way the scoring is and, and it can, I think it can really enhance our, our fantasy experience. So it's just something I, I really hope to see like the community kind of embraces over the next, you know, five, 10 years, just, just like Superflex. I mean, it took years for, you know, I know people have been playing it for years before I got into it. And even now people are, are like, fuck you. I don't want to play Superflex. It's just adds another QB. That's what someone <laughs> said, said on Twitter to me recently. And I'm like, I mean, okay that's not all it does but i mean if you want to look at it like that yeah okay sure yeah. go ahead and fix the qb scoring that's what i tell those people right like stop playing one qb and go fix it yeah and just also having the we've talked about before having super flex like the amount of trading that happens just because you have that second quarterback like it's totally worth it especially in the dynasty league where trading is all we get to do in the offseason so yeah and honestly like i really for super flex to hammer this point home is like super flex is way better than one qb because if only for the fact that you now have included all of the players that actually play in the NFL, like you're not excluding, you know, Kirk cousins or something randomly. Cause, cause you don't need to play him. Like it doesn't make sense that that doesn't happen with any other position. There's not one wide receiver running back or tight end that is half as decent at real football as any of these quarterbacks are that's sitting on the waivers. You know what I mean? So for that alone, I feel like just, increasing your player pool and adding the trades and all that stuff. That's a reason alone to do it. But like we're saying, fixing the QB scoring does the same thing. It just makes these guys, you know, valuable in a different way. So got to hammer that home. Sorry. I mean, I'm not really all for change, but I love it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the biggest for I don't like change much either, but this one, this one just seems like it's necessary at this point. All right. There's one thing I added here. I don't know why I got stuck on this, but um, I've asked it a couple of times on Twitter and everyone thinks it's stupid. And so it probably is, but I'm going to throw it out here. What do you guys think about air yards only? Is that stupid? <laughs> it's like, you know, instead of, you know, uh, you know, you got a quarterback, he, he hits a guy for, you know, eight yards and he takes it to the house. Uh, that quarterback gets all those points, right? Um, how would you feel about a air yards only scoring for quarterbacks? That's interesting. I mean, I have no idea because I'd have to like, Honestly, what you'd have to do is just do a quick study of like last season and set and gather all the air yards and put fantasy, you know, put a put a, num a point system to it, really, um, which wouldn't be hard and just see like how how it looks, how it looks, because like, would it even add up to the same amount of points or how do we get it to add up to the same amount of points? But I it's like interesting. I mean, for sorry, Josh, one last thing for yardage specifically, like obviously, I, I don't think you can exclude like touchdowns and all that, but maybe it works for yardage specifically, like. Cause I, I do know those little touch passes up front where, you know, they just like catch it and pop it to the guy in front of him and it goes 80 yards. It's like, that's really not 80 yards. Like, yeah, the quarterback didn't do anything, you know? Yeah. So not I mean, really. they're, they're, you, you, you're, you're definitely on to something. You're right. I just right. don't know how to work it out. All right. <laughs> no, I don't I just feel like it would devalue the quarterback position. Yeah, no, I, I, that's what I'm getting at. Like, I, it does seem like it would devalue the quarterback position a lot, but again, like it's going to like, interesting it's good i mean I'm, I'm wondering if like average yards per completion gets to that yeah, that's, I, but that's I, pretty but, similar but, i think yeah but, but i'm wondering if yards per completion still like accounts like if he, if he dumps it off to a guy right in front of him and he goes 80 yards if he still gets 80 yards if not then i think it's probably going towards what you're thinking anyway which is to josh's point kind of devaluing some of the qb position but that's what we're looking to do because it's going to devalue the guys who who crutch on that right who don't throw the ball downfield and don't actually um, pass the ball for 300 yards a lot of the time and, yeah. and whatnot. So um, yeah. Thing is, I think 
kind of what I'm getting out of this. There's a lot of fun things you could do with the quarterback scoring that we're just not doing. And uh, I think it's just okay. being lazy as a community. So, and I'm guilty. I'm like, I'm not setting out to like write formulas to try to make it better, but maybe I will after this. So. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. I have some time on my hands. Uh, is that enough about that? Cool. All right. So uh, we want to talk about, this will lead into the next thing too, but we'll want to talk about some of these, uh, I guess, under run, underwhelming running backs. Uh, listed off a few here. They are all interesting in their own little ways, but we have Bell, Connor, Eckler, Melvin Gordon, Zeke, Chris Carson, David Johnson. Um, I mean, that's a great, still, yeah, no, this is a great list. Yeah. There's the ones that came to mind. So they probably underwhelmed a lot. So, <laughs> well, these are a lot of guys. I mean, that we all had high hopes for going into the season last year. Not all of us, but you know, a lot of us had high hopes going for guys for like Bell, Eckler, Melgo, uh, Zeke, Carson. You know, David Johnson going to a new team. Everybody had hopes of that. So, I mean, come on, with David Johnson, I, I mean, I don't know if I was the only one outspoken about it, but I was expecting shit. Like, well, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe you were. Week, week one, he did pretty good, I think. And I was like, oh, these, because I was listening to your guys' pod, actually. And you guys were like, look out for David Johnson, probably have a good week. And he did. And then after that, I don't know. Never heard of him again. So, yeah, I like <laughs> that. Give us the credit for the one week. I, I'll take it. Hey, um, man, it's better than nothing. Yeah, no. And honestly, if I, if I recall, I do think Josh was kind of off the David Johnson uh, train. But, but either way, I mean, this is a guy who went to a new team. Uh, and you know, coming off the injury, coming off another injury that everybody hoping he was going to get back into form, uh, you know, losing DeAndre Hopkins, hoping he was going to get the passing work and all that good stuff and just kind of fell apart. So, I mean, yeah, with all these running backs, I think what we want to do is just kind of look back on them and look forward on them, right? Like what, what are we hoping for? Is there any dynasty value left And shit with J with David Johnson? It's hard to see it, right? It's hard to see what, how there's anything left. I mean, going to a new team you'd hope that that would be the boost but just wasn't there so for me i mean is i don't even know is he gonna i think he's under contract there still is he still gonna be in houston like what's yeah i think he's still there for a year but i mean i don't like know, it I'm, I'm out right so he had a couple really really good seasons and then uh just never lived up to it again so david johnson went... or a mid 2021 second uh mid 22nd yeah second hands down yeah that's yeah i'm out out you know i mean out, I, out. yeah he's a guy I'd, I'd throw a third at if i knew that he was going to start this year if you, you know, had him be... would you accept the third right now where's if the we, third? beginning yeah, or maybe a 3.05 yeah probably i think so Damn, that's a fall from grace, guys. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I took I what four or five years ago, mm -hmm. I took him number one overall. I think. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, I I really don't see there, there's not much to say about it. I mean, the no. guys. I mean, hold on. Let me let me give you how old he is. He's 29 years old. I mean, that's you know death age for a running back in the NFL. Bad season. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm out. All right, uh, we'll move up the list. Chris Carson. So there's news today, which I'm not sure is all that surprising, but you know, Twitter is all a uh, Twitter about it. Uh, Chris Carson, <laughs> all the <our> rage. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're saying Chris Carson's likely not back to be in Seattle, which I'm not surprised. I thought that's kind of the case in the first place. So um, he's not old though, right? He's like he's 20... 26. Yeah. So. He's had some good seasons there. He's always been a guy that I've always been out on for whatever reason. And I mean, I've been wrong, you know, year after year, but um, what, what, okay. What do you want to see from him? Where would you want to see him go? Well, that's a good question. I mean, last year was rough because he only played 12 games and they had, had the injuries, but prior to that, it's two 1000 yard seasons, age 26 for a running backs, pretty good. I mean, oh God, imagine him going to Pittsburgh. I would love that if they didn't draft somebody, obviously. Uh, I think Pittsburgh would be a place where he could see, you know, 200 plus carries easily. And um, I'm all for that. Uh, if the Dolphins don't draft somebody, that'd be something maybe uh, going down to Miami, trying to think of some other, some other places that need running backs. Um, yeah. I don't want to see him anywhere near Houston or anything like that, but uh 
But no, I, I'm actually, I, I like Chris Carson a lot. I kind of think there might be a buy window on him being that he's going to be dealing with free agency uh, and knowing that he doesn't have a team right now, kind of like yeah. he's out, we know he's out of Seattle. We know he doesn't have a team. So it's kind of up in the air and, you know, people don't like injured running backs, but for the, for the injured running back for, for that ilk, he's great. I think he's, he's the kind of guy that you could take a shot on. I wouldn't mind throwing, throwing a second and something at him and, and grabbing him in a league. If, if I was a contender. How about you, Josh? I'd throw a late second, see what happens. Yeah. Is there anywhere you'd want him to go? That, like, you know, get you all riled up and super excited about? Like, for me personally, I think it's San Francisco, but. Ah, that's a good one. San Francisco would be interesting, yeah. I mean, there's talks in Miami. I hope it doesn't happen, but. You want Najee, right? Oh, hands down. But yeah. but neither here, that's neither here nor there. We're going to bring in a veteran no matter what. Um, yeah. I just don't want Carson. You know, you know where I'd hate to see him in Jacksonville. That I would hate. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so don't, don't even don't even. Yeah, say he might that. go to Tampa for all we know. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's that's interesting. That wouldn't be a terrible one either. I mean, I'd like him there. They have a great line. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking at the teams right now. I mean, I don't think there's that many other options other than what we've said. Maybe the Falcons. Yeah, that's kind of like a. But even, but I wouldn't like that, and that wouldn't make me happy. And I think they're going to draft somebody anyway. So. Yeah, I, I think we've kind of mentioned the landing spots for him. You know, Pittsburgh would be great. Um, there's a couple out there, but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I, you know, this is the time to kind of buy him, though. I think is in this this lull where where you don't really know, you aren't positive about it, where he's going or what his future holds. Absolutely. All right, next one, uh, Zeke. So he had a. Uh... You know, I think his worst worst uh, season so far. First year, he actually missed a game. It was way late in the season, but it looked to be like he was on the downcline. I don't personally believe he's washed up or anything. I think he has plenty in the tank, but he's one of those guys that value is definitely plummeted. And speaking of value, let me let me give you a perfect example of how his value has plummeted. Where I'm in a, a startup where the first 36 picks are auctioned off, okay? Um, and they have to be top 50 players. So it's all good players. Um, so I'm, let me just give you some other running backs that are on the board right now. Okay. Joe Mixon, 161 is what he's going for out of a thousand dollars. Huh? That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty low, but hold on. Just, just stay with me. Sorry, DeAndre, sorry. DeAndre Swift, $281. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, 208. Uh, Miles Sanders, 182. Now Zeke was already one for $115. $115. That is so ridiculous. That is super valuable. We're acting like he had a, like a bad year, like as a bad running back, like he, the whole, I mean, Uriah, I'm sure you could attest to, um, and you can give us the names, but the offensive line was in shambles. They didn't have a QB. Yeah. Uh, it's, Lost Jack week five pro bowl, uh, Tyron Smith, left tackle out pro bowl, right tackle, Lael Collins out retired. Travis Frederick, stud, out. We had a rookie center and, you know, swing tackle, swing left guard. The only guy that we had was Zach Martin at right guard. Right. So, I, I mean, I know they're getting Tyrone Smith back, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, he's one of the oldest 30-year-old players out there because he's been in the league so long. So, you know, he's probably only good for about 10, 11 games a year. You know, it, that's what he is. That's what it's going to be. But he's a stud when he's in there. Lael Collins will be back. He just came back. With a hip injury, really fat and out of shape, probably because of COVID. And he's like, I'm going to sit around and eat. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, the, these are some things that I, not everybody knows because we don't all have time to look at every single team individually and look at all the injuries. I mean, some people do, but guys like us, we don't, right? So at least from the Dallas perspective, I can tell you there's a whole lot wrong there. And uh, if you go back and you look at week one, Zeke was running. He had four defenders on him within seven yards of the end zone and he juked every single one of them he looked electric um but when you lose Dak, not only does the team morale go down in general but the injuries and all that stuff you just you're not playing with the same fire right so well not just that i mean the attention's all on zeke i mean nobody cares what andy dalton's gonna do or ben nobody, denucci or, or ben denucci or whatever the quarterback this week is the quarterback flavor of the week yeah. i mean you know it's 
and I'm, I'm coming around on this a lot. I mean, I traded Zeke, um, but this was in a, a deal I got Kamara back. So obviously I feel like I'm upgrading anyway, but Zeke, you know, I, I, he's definitely a buy low candidate. I mean, I just told you what he went for this auction. It's absolutely asinine. Like I, I could, like, I'm mad at myself that I missed it. I should have upbid that. I did. I, I, I just missed it bottom line, but Zeke, I think everything you just said um, without those, without the offensive line, it, I mean, it's a, it's a dramatic, it's a dramatic effect uh, for any running back. And from the fantasy world, we just like to forget about everything. That's not a skill position player. Cause it doesn't really matter to us, but it actually really matters to them, to our skill position players. So, uh, you know, I, I forgot what the stat was I heard, but something about Zeke being like absolutely incredible anytime he had that line in front of him. So I think that you can expect a lot of good things from Zeke this coming year. Long-term, I'm not super, you know, I'm not super on, on him for like, you know, three, four years or anything, but next year, the year after, he, you're going to get the same guy I think that you're used to. I totally agree. Uh, he's definitely a buy candidate, in my opinion, especially for if he's going for, I know it's auction, but if he's going for half of what Miles Sanders is going for, I mean, half of what Clyde Edwards Hilaire, like, come on, I, I don't get that. I don't get yeah. that. Yeah. It's crazy. That was, it's, I'm, I'm shocked at, at where his value has landed. Um, and I, and honestly, I think it's going to change the more, the closer we get to the season and the more you hear about and more that the average person hears about a hey, Tyrone Smith is coming back and this guy's coming back and Zeke's prep primed for a season that that stuff could change. So if you're trying to, you know, if you need a running back and you're buying low, this is, this is your time for Zeke. Yeah. It's contract safe too. So that's important. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Josh? I'm all over Zeke. If you can buy him low, buy him low. But I mean, I'm not throwing the bank at him anymore. Yeah, you don't have to. So yeah. that's the, yeah. Well, well, I, I really think it depends who has him. Because if you have a novice player that knows him by name and the lore of Zeke, he might be trying to rape some people and get a much higher value than. Well, I nobody's going to do it right now. So what I would do is go out there and send out a couple, you know, a couple early seconds and maybe, you know, some players, some that are, that are worth something, not, not like don't completely lowball somebody, but you, you, this is a guy you would need to spend a first or more on to get in the year past. Ago. And I don't think you need to do it anymore. I mean, I late so. first almost would do it straight up. I bet in a lot mm-hmm. of, in a lot of leagues. So, yeah. All right. Uh, next one, Eckler. It's kind of an asterisk because he was injured. But, skipping over Melvin Gordon. Oh shoot. Well, yeah, might as well. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for Eckler, I mean, that's what the Chargers did, right? Skip yeah. over Melvin Gordon, go right to Eckler. So. Oh man, my old eyes. No, so, <laughs> yeah, Melvin Gordon. How do you guys feel about him? Uh, <laughs> that's good. Me and Josh feel very similar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, let me see. Yeah. So, no. Um, I think Denver might not have been the best landing spot for him, but. So they gave him a three-year contract, right? Not like Gurley got like a one-year or two-year. That's what I'm. That's literally what I'm looking at as we speak. I'm trying to see. He got a two-year deal. Yeah, two-year deal with the Broncos through next year, and six million on the cap. So, and what is he? Okay. Twenty-seven years old. Uh, yeah. Look, I. You know, this is another guy. I think that's a little bit of the Zeke syndrome. They're going to use Melvin Gordon a lot. I mean, I love everybody loves Philip Lindsay, but we've seen already. I mean, they're going to give Melvin Gordon the lion's share of the of the running t- running back touches. That's for sure. He's actually um, sorry for cutting off Billy. He had a better year than I thought. Uh, Two hundred fifteen touches for nine hundred eighty six yards, nine touchdowns. Yeah, how many games was that in? Uh, fifteen games, ten starting. Right. So that's 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 pretty impressive for a guy who only started ten games. And, you know, I, I just think there's a stigma about him. He's, you know, missed games a couple of times, had the, I think he had the DUI this year or whatever, and just a couple, you know, a number of things to, to not like about Melvin Gordon for sure in a timeshare in, in Denver. But again, I think Denver's proven that they don't believe in Philip or don't, don't want to believe in Philip Lindsay enough, whatever it is to give him, you know, all the work they brought Melvin Gordon in and gave him a contract, uh, you know, granted Lindsay was injured here and there last year, but he, he was definitely healthy for a good part of it, even when Melvin Gordon was getting, um, getting the work. So I'm just looking, let me look. So yeah, I mean, if Melvin Gordon is sitting somewhere between 15 and 20 carries any given week, that's, that's good for me. I, I like that. Um, this, you know, this is a guy who's averaged four yards a carry his whole career. Um, generally more than that in a season where he's playing every game. So 
I'm 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 digging Melvin Gordon for sure. I just don't think he has much. He has a long, you know, he has any long term value in Dynasty at all. Yeah, exactly. I, this is a very very short term play. If you're if you're, you know, if you're if you have Gordon, you probably got to hold him. Otherwise, you know, somebody's going to probably try to lowball you in a trade. Absolutely. All right, next one, Eckler. Again, so as I started before, we had kind of put like a little asterisk next to his name because he was injured. Um, but underwhelming he nonetheless did, but uh he he didn't do even in the games where he was healthy he wasn't doing uh what you had hoped he would do for or the price you seeing from him yeah for the price you paid for him right uh especially you know redraft yeah. or if you did a startup uh last year you're playing pretty high price for him and he just didn't produce you know to that standard so is he a guy that you are looking to target now that maybe his value is lower? Or do you, do you think his value is lower? How about that? I, I do think it is. Go ahead, Josh. No, I was going to say, I think his value is lower. Um, I think you could get him right now, especially with how many running backs there are out there. But, I mean, personally, I'm sure you guys are going to say I'm way too low on this, but I'm going a mid to late second on him. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to take more than that to get an Eckler, but I, I think his value is lowered for sure. Uh, I think the the young running backs, the J.K. Dobbins, the Swifts, all those guys are talking to town, and, and guys like Eckler are really, like, pushed to the back burner. Um, but, you know, in, in, like, a startup, I think he's he's probably going to be killer value this coming year and, or in, even in redrafts and stuff like that. But any, anywhere you're drafting, he's, pro- he's not going where he was going before. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the top – 24 to 36 guy probably he was before and that's just not even I, I guarantee you it's it's towards the 40s now um and and I think that's valuable I think that we saw last year none of the other running backs they brought in really were were up to par with what the Chargers expected or what anybody would really expect from them and Eckler's going to get the shot at the at the uh, workhorse role again this coming year but with a guy like Eckler who's small you know I, I think we talked about this last year where he, he really benefited from being with a guy like Melvin Gordon, where mm-hmm. he could, where he could be the, uh, the one B in a committee and, and get all the passing work and all that and not really have to get his body beat up as much as it's going to, it's going to get. So um, I just don't, I don't think he can really last that long. That's, and that's sad to say, I don't, I don't want to do that to the guy, but I just don't, you know, for that reason, I'm probably out on him, but I do think he's lowered his value. Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, interesting, because you're talking about the other guys that they brought in, jo- uh, Joshua Kelly, UCLA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, Swag, Swagzilla, you know, from the... Yeah. Was it? Yeah, so he came out with the... From Rookie Receiver Pod and... Wait, was it him? No, it wasn't him. It was uh, Wilsonator, the guy that we had. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, we had him on here. Uh, yeah. He came out with the stat about Josh Kelly saying that he caught 23 of 23 passes, so 100% catch rate. Nice. Yeah, you know, I mean... I mean, that's no. <laughs> that's definitely a good that's a good stat for for josh kelly but he, he, he couldn't like, run yeah. the ball he couldn't run the ball for shit last year no he was like yeah that's all i'm gonna say about josh kelly no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's all you can say about josh kelly i know actually i promoted him from my taxi squad in one of my leagues like after week three and i was like yeah josh kelly and then nothing so i thought so too i remember I, I actually dropped him in like a keeper league or something i was i was like kicking myself and now i'm like oh, wasn't that bad all right uh next one so ooh, chase edmonds um this isn't a bad one. I mean, he was underwhelming last year. I think a lot of people expected more out of Chase Edmonds. Yeah, especially uh, when Drake went down. Yeah, and and he just never, he never really turned out. I I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure what that was. I mean, I a lot of it could be just getting DeAndre Hopkins over there and having you know Hopkins, Kirk, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, guys like that that he could that you know and Murray. He doesn't really need to dump it off a lot like. This is the thing we see a lot with quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, where we where we wish that they would dump it off to the running backs more, but they don't need to. They just run it instead. Right. So I, I'm wondering if that had something to do with, in general, like his usage um, in Arizona. In but fantasy right now, what would you pay for him? A late second probably is what it would take to get him, but um, I mean, I'd probably tr- I'd probably try to put a third and a player out there that I don't want. Yeah, because the thing that's intriguing with him is that Kenan Drake is a free agent. So even though, as Joe, Josh pointed out, you know maybe he underwhelmed when Drake wasn't there, but 
there's there's a non-zero chance that you know Chase Edmonds will be given every opportunity to be the guy, right? Say they don't bring anybody in with free agency or they don't really sign anybody noticeable in the draft. You know, that's intriguing. So I think this is a time you could maybe take a shot um, at a guy like Chase Edmonds. Are you saying probably, Are you saying to hold him or are you saying sell him? Oh, if you, I would hold him for sure. Um, I'm saying that maybe, maybe, maybe look to buy. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, yeah, I mean, people are going to be super low on, like, like I said, if it, I mean, even saying it out loud, like a late second doesn't feel great. Like I don't want to trade a late second for Chase Edmonds at all, really, especially this year. Um, but I think that's kind of where the value is at. If you're asking me to be honest now, again, like I think I would be happy, um, to send a third and, and something that somebody else wants. Um, I'd definitely be happy to do that, to, to take a shot on Edmonds. He's 24 years old. Um, you know, he's under contract until next year for the Cardinals, but you know, he's really cheap. So I, I could definitely see him. This is a guy though, who I, who I would, you know, he can go to almost any team and be successful. You know, he's, he's that change of pace guy. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's worth taking a shot on, but I think I I've almost, I hate to say it. I just almost think we've seen enough of him to know that he's never going to be the, like the real deal that we want him to be. Well, he's never going to be the number one. That's for damn sure. But even like James White, you know, like something like that useful. Like I, I don't even know if he'll ever be that. Yeah. Ouch. All right. Moving on, James Connor. So Connor Strong. Uh, there was a lot of hype about him coming into the season. Again, you love the story. Um, you know, defeated cancer and all that. But I mean, fact is, he's free agent right yes yeah and it's pittsburgh they don't tend to keep their running backs very long right just like with their wide receivers it just seems like they don't really extend those guys is connor somebody like where do you one where do you want to see him go if anywhere and are you interested in buying selling or holding i mean i'm personally not he's an injury risk every every season we've talked about it before You'll get a good first half of the season for him, but then going down the stretch, he's going to fuck you, unfortunately. He's repeated this year after year. Yeah, I mean, Josh isn't wrong about that. Uh, I, he, he's been, you know, he's never really had the season we hoped for. He had the one season in 2018 with the 12 touchdowns. That's really, that was really the one. I mean, last year he was okay, 169 touches, and he took it for 721 yards. I mean, it's good. Like he's That's effective whenever he has, no, he's effective whenever he yeah. has the ball. The guy averages 4.3 yards per attempt um, through his career. You know, not that that's like the, you know, the only thing to look at, but he's clearly gets a lot of yards. Um, ah, yeah. I'm just looking at the teams now too, right? Like where he could end up. And there's like, there's nowhere I could see him ending up that, that would entice me to be like, yeah, go buy him. I like, I almost could see him ending up as like Derrick Henry's backup or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Like where, I mean, it that's is. a great situation for, for the Titans and, and for him, but I don't know how lucrative it is for fantasy. Yeah. He's the guy like going through this list so far, he's, he kind of falls into like the David Johnson, uh, Chase Edmonds pool for me. Like there's looking at the places where these running backs could go. Like there's nowhere I get excited about like, Oh, James Conner, if he lands here, like, Oh my God, you know, wheels up. Like Imagine him, imagine him going to the Rams. Oh my God, dude. I, I just can imagine so many scenarios that piss me off. Like, like James Conner to the Rams. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and, they, and they would fucking use him and they would yeah. use all of them. They'd use Cam Akers too a lot, but like it would just completely devalue Akers and it would, and be useless for, for Conner. Huh? I said it would completely fuck Henderson. So, well, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. definitely that I, or, or him going to Seattle. You know what I mean? You could see that too. So, but I do think that's one of that. I mean, or Philly, I could absolutely see him going to one of those situations. And I really think he's going to end up in that kind of situation. And really at at some point, one of these, I mean, there's no way that one of these backs, Miles Sanders, Cam Akers, uh, Rashad Penny or whatever you like over there is going to be safe throughout the whole season. One of them is going to get the James Conner virus for sure. I like that. Yeah. He's he's just the type that's going to go somewhere and muddy it up for us, huh? Yep, definitely. Fuck James Conner. No. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great way to end that. <laughs> no. no, you're right. Yeah, he's just going to ruin like some fantasy squad for some reason. All right. Absolutely. Uh, and we talked about Bell. So 
Last well, we one. did it. Just going through the list real quick. Me personally, there's, I guess, three guys on there that like I have some interest in. Zeke, because I don't think he's finished. I think he just a lot of bad circumstances. Eckler, probably because his price is worth it now after the season he had. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, Melvin Gordon, if you're a contender, because he's probably got another year of heavy usage. So yeah. So all the I'd, rest of the guys. I'd add Chris Carson to that. Maybe I, okay. I I do think that we could get a pretty productive season out of Chris Carson this this year. Um, which is, you know, I, and, and I'm talking like I, I, he, in the right situation, he could easily see another thousand yard season and, you know, eight to 10 touchdowns. And that's pretty damn good. So um, that, that's when I would throw in there, but I, I definitely agree with you. Zeke, Melgo, Eckler, the rest of them, I'm pretty much out on. We, we all agree, right? We're out on Bell, Levy on Bell. Yes. Done. Dunzo. Yeah. We talked about that last week a bit. And I think that's kind of what sparked this conversation for, for us in general. Yeah. Oh man, get rid of your Le'Veon Bell shares for whatever you can, boys yeah. and girls. All right. Next thing here, I <clears throat> maybe we could just hit on a couple throughout the off season. But here's a so we'll go through uh, throughout the off season and we'll touch on one position and just kind of hit on some guys and talk about what we think is a good place for them to go. Should they return, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll talk with the tight ends. So. I have Hunter Henry, Johnu Smith, Rob Gronkowski, Jared Cook, Gerald Everett, Trey Burton, and Robert Tunyon, who's a restricted free agent. Okay. Okay. So with the restricted free agents, does any, anybody want to enlighten me? So we or also the listeners, like what the difference is between one and one. A restricted and an unrestricted free agent. I know it's like you have three seasons. Match. The team has a right to match any offer you got. Got it. Okay. It's and it's because the player has accrued uh three seasons of service yeah so okay that's what it is okay so essentially yeah so essentially they can match the match the offer okay that's all i wanted to know all righty so uh hunter henry jonu smith rob gronkowski james cook uh, sorry jared cook gerald everett trey burton robert tunyon okay are any of these guys tight ends that you would want to have on your team yeah Patriots um, fan and a Miami fan. I would take Hunter Henry. Oh, you mean oh in real life or in fantasy? Yeah, real life. I thought it'd be fun oh. to talk about that. Yes. Um honestly, I mean I like our tight end. I love Jacecki, so but maybe a Jenny Smith to go behind him or Jared Cook to be the second tight end would not be a bad idea because right now we have blocking tight ends. We could use another catching tight end. But I don't want to bring in anybody that's going to hamper Jacecki's growth. I think this last year he took a major step and he in my opinion, he has all the tools needed to be a tight end number one on your team. So, definitely, I agree with that. And honestly, that's that's interesting. I mean, I don't know how viable J- either one of those are, but if you can get Jared Cook down there on a cheap contract, that'd be great. Like, I not how viable. I just don't know like what you know what they're looking for or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I don't know the market either. But coming out yeah. of New New, uh, New Orleans, I don't believe he had the best season last year. And he, I think he would cost you nothing, and he'd be yeah. a great like mentor type like yeah. backup guy for for Gesicki. I'd, I'd love that. Um, Jonu Smith, I mean, he's been so underwhelming in Tennessee, but I think that's a product of the offense as well. Um, I mean, I don't also, don't, um, don't mean to cut you off. Don't get me wrong. I would love to get Hunter Henry, but I think Hunter Henry wants to be a number one. I don't think he'll settle into that number two role. So No, definitely. And I think he is a number one. I, and that's, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll bounce off that right there and say that's a guy who I would love to see down in New England or up in New England. Um, I love Hunter Henry. I think that, I, you know, I think he is – really undervalued both in in dynasty leagues and just kind of the NFL. He's had, you know, a couple injury riddled seasons that have, that have really hurt him. But I mean, damn, he's the, even this year when, when people were down on him, you know, if I look at it, I, I, I bet you it was, it was a lot better than you thought it was. He, yeah. He had a great season um, as a partial owner. Uh, I, you know, I was, I started him comfortably pretty much every week. So I yeah. think this is the first year that he was, healthy the whole year yeah he played it's then he hits free agency so he actually didn't even play the full season he played 14 oh. games and uh started 14 games played 14 games 60 catches on 93 targets um 613 yards and four touchdowns his catch percentage was way down i have to think that has to do with a new qb that probably go up next year 
Um, and you see a little somewhere closer to 70 catches, maybe a little bit more than that, which would be fantastic for him. Um, I, I mean, I know he's not necessarily going to be in uh, on the Chargers again, but I, I, you know, I just think that's how he's used. That's that's what you get Hunter Henry really for. Do. I think they're going to resign him. I mean, I've I've said that I think they should yeah. resign him. I think that you want to give um, Herbert as many weapons as you can and ones that he's familiar with. So I I, I would love to see him back there personally, but he's, he's going to cost some money. I know, but he's young enough. He could do a two-year, three-year deal, two-year with the player ops or something. See if there's chemistry there. See if he can build up a bigger contract. If not, he can still get out while he's young. He's, what, 25? Maybe 26? Hey, look, I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm not arguing with you, but he just signed a one-year, $10 million contract last year. He's 26 years old. Yeah, I think I think he's easily got another couple of years in him, you know, three, three good years in him. I don't know why they wouldn't sign him. I mean, it, it, it'll only be money if they have money issues. But I'd love to see him on the Patriots. Are you kidding? For any of the any young quarterback who comes in there, or even a free a free agent quarterback, to have that kind of safety blanket um, right off the bat would be great. Absolutely, yeah, I love Hunter Henry, and I do. I hope he goes back to the Chargers. But. Yeah, I, I also love Gronkowski on the Patriots. Oh wait, <laughs> you've already seen that. Oh wait, he was, and then we just <laughs> gave him up for for Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl. Nice, Jesus. All right, next one on the list is kind of like a Twitter darling. I don't know. I don't know what everybody loves Johnny Smith. It seems like, but I, I don't think he's that good personally. Like, I yeah, don't know. Look, I, like I said, I just said a minute ago, I think some of it may be product of the team that he's on because the way that they, the, you know, the way that they utilize just the positions on the field anyway. I mean, AJ, we'd like AJ Brown to see more targets. You know what I mean? So Johnny Smith getting targets probably ain't going to happen there. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, he certainly hasn't been like great at any time. He hasn't shown that he's like, anything even close to Gusecki, right? Like yeah, not, no. not even, not even, even close to that. So yeah, I mean, it's tough. You, you don't want to see him anywhere. You, you don't want any part of Johnny Smith. I don't want no part of Johnny Smith. No, right. he's just a you know free agent tight end that'll go somewhere and just never do anything. So that's just how I feel about him. Sorry, Jonu. I'm sure you're a great guy, but I don't want you on my team. What about, what about Gerald Everett? Uh, the, this is, you know, we, there was a lot of talk last year about, um, about Tyler Higby and how he was the next Gronk, uh, not, but <laughs> Gerald Everett's also there. And he's been, he's been really productive while he's not really, productive. he's been fairly productive while he's there. He's a really good athlete. Yes. Very good athlete. Um, I think he's been in a tough situation, not, not a place that used tight, uses tight ends the way that they need to be, uh, to be yeah. really relevant. I'm definitely more excited about Gerald Everett than I am Johnny. So, um, I'm really excited to see where he goes. Like, I think he could have a type of, you know, when Ebron went to Indianapolis and he had like, you know, 10 touchdowns, you know, I mean, he had a really good season, his first season there. And he's been okay in Pittsburgh too. But I think, I think Everett could actually do that if he goes somewhere else. I think he could be maybe, maybe he could be what everyone wants Ian Thomas to be in Carolina, Mm. you know, something like that. Yeah. So, so Everett is. Sorry, Everett is 26 years old. He's 6'3", 240, big boy. Um, this last season, yeah, man, he's he's an interesting prospect because you look at him and uh, two seasons in a row, he's had 60 targets, 62 this year, but 60 targets, uh, uh, you know, about the same amount of receptions, 37 and 41, 408 yards, 417 yards. I'm just going back to back 2019 and 2020. Uh, 11 and 10 yards per reception. So he's, you know, he's, he's catching the ball downfield too. That's what, that's what I like about it too, is he's a guy who's, who's really not just getting these, you know, five yard targets or anything like that. He's a guy who can kind of, um, can get downfield and, and get the, you know, a big play for you. Um, the only other thing, you know, 40 yard dash here in a four, six, two, and that was 88th percentile, yeah. um, at that time. So the, you know, he's an, he's a super serious athlete, this guy. Yes, um, he is. So maybe in the right situation, it works. You know, I think being in uh, L.A. just, you know, it doesn't really lend well to having two, you know, two decent tight ends, right, to try to feed them both. For the most time, he was playing with Gurley, who got a ton of targets too. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, you know, there's just not a whole lot to go around. So I don't think that Gerald Everett was really used to his full potential. And I think anywhere else he goes, he could only see more, I think. You know, no one's going to bring him in to be like, hey, you're going to be an inline blocker, you know. Yeah, exactly. We just went over what, what his <laughs> his skill set is. Yes, Fast, yes. big guy that goes downfield. He ain't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So I'm, I'm actually excited about to see where he lands up. So he might be a guy that is probably really, really cheap to get right now in a tight end premium league. And I think no matter where he lands up is going to be better than LA. So I like that. I like that. I really wasn't thinking about it like that too much. And I, I can see that for sure. Um, so I think we can hit on this one real quick. Uh, Robert Tonyan, he's the restricted free agent. He's mm-hmm. in Green Bay, had a great, great season this year. Um, he actually had like, did, did he not have like 10 touchdowns? Did he? Yeah. I think, I think, like I think he insane. had 10 touchdowns. I'm going to tell you right now. Robert Tonyan, he had 11 touchdowns. <laughs> yes. 52 catches. Okay, wow. That's absolutely bananas, dude. He had 52 receptions on 59 targets. Yep. 88% catch rate, 586 yards, 11 touchdowns. That is fucking stupid. All right, I'm I'm like blown away right now. I I was super impressed by him this season. I mean, if you watch any of the any of the Packers games, it was freaking awesome. There, I don't think there's any way they let him go. I really don't. That's the thing I was just gonna hit on is like I don't think he's going anywhere. So I'm super excited about Tanyan. You're gonna have to pay. You probably have to pay a pretty good price for him, but I think it'd be worth it. So. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know, man. I'll tell you what, if they don't bring in any serious uh, receiving weapons, I would love, I would love him next year. If he's going to, cause he's like a wide receiver for real. Um, I, I've, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, I think he stays put in, uh, in green Bay. What do you think, Josh? Um, I think it would be smarter if he stays put in green Bay. I just don't know if green Bay is going to pay him. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, I don't, I don't look, he, I'm pretty sure he got his start because of Green Bay. And, I, you know, last year there was like a lot of him giving thanks to Green Bay and, and Aaron Rodgers and all this stuff. And I saw like a little expose on him where he was like so um, grateful for everything that, that Rodgers and everybody on the team has done for him. And it was like a family. So I, I could easily see him coming back, you know, on like a three-year $15 million deal or something. I don't even know, like something not expensive. You know what I mean? Something yeah. team friendly where he makes a decent chunk of change that he probably wasn't going to make anywhere yep. else. So um, yeah. I think that's what happened. Yeah. It seems like a situation where it's like, you know, he got his shot and he's, you know, he's grateful. I mean, these athletes, they do have hearts and they do, you know, you got to respect like, you know, just like where I got my first job out of college. Like I have, I owe them a lot, you know what I mean? So it's probably kind of the same feeling. For- Plus he's a restricted free agent, so they really can let him go out there, shop the market, and then decide if they want to sign him or not. Bingo, yeah. Yeah, that's so. the other, and I guarantee you they'll let him get some get his value out there. And then, Oh, that's a smart thing to do with a player like that where you really don't know. Cause, and I don't, to be honest with you, I don't think another team would pay him a bunch of money either. That's what's crazy. I don't think there's, there, there's like a huge market for Robert Tunyon out there either. No, no. So we'll, right. yeah, we'll probably see him back in Green Bay, which is, which is good. For fantasy. So. Yes. All right. We got one more. Well, yes. The best for last. <laughs> Trey oh, Burton. <laughs> God. I just, it was so funny after the Super Bowl and him getting his contract over in Chicago. It was like Trey Burton in the moon, like straight up. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, I, I was never big on it. I didn't pay up for him anywhere or anything like that. I didn't think that it, I, I thought he was great at, at his, where he was at being the number two, three guy Philly, or right? whatever yeah. in Philly. I mean, yeah, he was, dude, we saw him be successful because he's the third one in, he's a third tight end in there. He, who's covering him? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You got Zach Ertz, <laughs> you have Dallas Goddard. Like there's, you know, you don't need to worry about him. So not saying he's a bad player. He's, he's talented, but um, he's not really the, the mold of a tight end that I think most teams need or are looking for right now. He is a pass catcher, but he's, you know, he's kind of only, he's a one trick pony and uh yeah, I, I, he's a free agent. I don't think he gets a big contract, and I think it'll likely be splitting time with somebody. Totally agree. Yeah, he uh, he went off to Chicago, and we never heard of him again. So <laughs> he got injured, Probably. I think. So, yeah. uh, but that's that's not but that's not why it, it is what it is. It's just you know I, he's not what what they uh, paid for. All right. Well, that was fun. Maybe we'll we'll do the other positions as we go on this off season. So. Not maybe we will. I like that. Yeah, well, that's we fun. will. Yeah, yes. that was a good thing. <laughs> So. <laughs> we will definitely hit on the wide receivers, quarterbacks, and running backs going forward. And man, I am. I really am excited to see where Gerald ever goes. This could be good. So, all right, next thing. So I thought I'd put this on there. So I know, you know, you guys got time constraints and all that and only so much money and time to focus on leagues, but how do you guys feel about starting a Dynasty Underdog League? DU1? DU1. 
Really? We're going to do it? No, listen, I'd be, I would be about it. I mean, if we could get, you know, I, I know other pod, I plenty of, we know trade addicts does it. Uh, Vault studios does a redraft one. I know what's buying, some, what's buying going to be. Uh, I don't even know. Well, we'll see maybe like 10 bucks, like something oh, okay. not but, expensive yeah, at all. Okay. This is, it's more for, it's more in my opinion. I mean, you can, you can tell me if I'm wrong, you're right, but it's more about like getting the listeners involved more in the show and, and involved yeah. in dynasty right like and and maybe like like josh was saying earlier we we do some funky qb scoring that that kind of you know changes the a little different a little yeah. bit and makes it slightly different we don't need to go balls to the wall everybody but you know something i mean i'm completely down to do it just you're right do you have the time to work on it i mean obviously we'll all collaborate on it but yeah i mean i, I could i'll definitely help um I'll definitely help with that. You're right. We can definitely uh, write up some bylaws. We can pull, you know, we're not going to, I'll tell you straight up, we will pull the bylaws from another dynasty league we're in. And we will <laughs> slap our name them. on it. Yep. We'll yeah. slap our name on it, modify them. And obviously we'll change the scoring settings and stuff like that. But yeah, man, we, we could definitely Let's do, it, do yeah. something like this. It's the off season. We have a lot of time until, um, you know, that we can do a startup in. So uh, yeah, I mean, this is definitely a call out to any listeners um, who are interested hit us up. We'll definitely do a lot of stuff on social media, yeah. trying to get more involved, but um, hit us up. If, if you're listening, just a sleeper league, uh, fuck Ooh. that MFL brother. <laughs> Josh is like, no, <laughs> wait, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm fine with that, but does that shit cost money? Uh, it's like very, very minor. I, if anything, I'll cover it. I don't really care. Okay. Yeah. I'm not I, like, seriously, I don't care. <laughs> No, fuck yeah. it. Let's do it. Hey, if you guys want in, let us know. Follow us uh, at Dynasty Underdogs and shoot us a message. Yeah, I've had a couple listeners reach out to me and actually asked about console wars because we talk about console wars so much on here. Like, hey man, if there's an opening, you know, let me know. Let me know. So I was like, oh, that's up. great. I mean, there, you know, there was an orphan, so it happens from time to time. Um, that one got filled like instantly by by Ben or Kamish. So you know, obviously, so you know, that'll happen. But yeah, man, if there's if there's orphans and we can't find somebody, that that would be fantastic to get some listeners in. Awesome. I love that. that I love that it. people are listening to con- <clears throat> about console wars and stuff, man. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is such a great goddamn league. So I'm glad it is. people it's are so interested. Funny. Yeah. I'll never not talk about it. Yeah. So. All right, Josh, you want to hit these trades real quick before we uh, head out of here? Uh, yeah. Um, we just got some on any given pod, but you're, I want to get your input on these two trades that I made. Um, the first one was a 2021 second and 2021 fifth for Zach Ertz, 2021 4.03 and 2023 seconds. So you got Ertz side of the deal? Yes. Uh, I like it. Um, I think that's a fine value. I know that he is presumably out uh, on the Eagles, but he's a damn good tight end. He's been a damn good tight end for a long time. And I'm assuming you play in a tight end premium league. Yes. Um, so to give up a second, what was the second? Um, I won't say it wasn't, like wasn't like 201 or anything, right? No, no, no. I think it was like 29. No, I think it's good. I saw Zach Ertz go in console wars for like the 110 last year, a year ago. So, um, yeah, to get the a fourth back and then a future second back and Ertz. You got yourself a tight, uh, starting tight end. Okay, uh, so this next, trade's, this next trade is going, going to require a little explanation, but I traded away one point, 2021 1.11, 2022 first, 2022 second, 2022 fourth, and $10 fab. I got back the 1.07 and 2.09 for 2021. I did this, and me and Billy went over the um, went over to any given pod. If you guys want to hear about the team, tune in this week's episode of any given pod. But I did it because I also have the one point oh three. I really only need a quarterback and a running back, so my feeling is get those early this year. And my team is pretty deep, so I always could trade back into the twenty twenty two draft if needed down the road. But I mean, I know I overpaid a little bit, but to me, it was worth it just to go from the one eleven to the one oh seven. Yeah, it's it's not yeah it's not too bad, especially if kind of what you're doing is you're you're contending and you're trying to fill these gaps on your team with young talent. Um, I don't hate it. I think it's an overpay, um, but sometimes you got to do that, right? A lot of people do it at the back end of the season when they're you know it's playoff time or the trade deadline's coming up. You're just doing it early, in my opinion. But I've been running two – I ran two mock drafts earlier, and it seems like the quarterbacks are not going to the fucking back end of the first, early second rounds now. So I don't even know what to expect. I was expecting Trevor Lawrence to go 101. 
I mean, he should. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, he should. And yeah. my backup, if Najee's gone, my backup is to take uh, Pitts. So. Okay. Yeah, and you could you could flip uh, one of your you could package two of your other tight ends for uh, a running back. So. Yeah, I, I, I just agree. think I, I look like you're you're selling the future now instead of uh you know nine months from now. So yeah. I I don't hate it. It's funny. I, I think I said almost exactly what Uriah said, that it was a slight overpay, but um, to do to do what you're doing in win now mode, trying to fill the, the last few slots with some rookies who, who might be able to do it now um, for you. And even with that, you still have Brady and Burrow to kind of go at it this year, possibly. Um, yeah, I, I think what Uriah said is actually really good advice. You could probably fill some of your, you know, your running back um, spots with, with some of those tight ends you have getting rid of them. Cause you have so many and you're not going to be able to start all of them. Oh no, that's um, my plan is once the draft passes, everybody starts realizing any tight ends to start selling them. I've been hoarding tight ends for a reason. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, yeah I, I, I like I both of it. these. Yeah. I like both these trades, man. Thank you everyone for giving this week's episode of Dynasty Underdog a listen. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at Dynasty Underdog, at Just Your IFF, at Any Given Pod, at Willie Beeman DFF, and at Josh Goldberg AGP. Make sure you let us know if you're interested in the new Dynasty Underdog Fantasy Football League.